I still have it on my laptop today, but I kept an ex, uh, a spreadsheet with every single job I applied for. And when a team told me no, I'd mark it in red and use that as motivation to keep going. And for me, it was like, I knew this is where I wanted to get. I didn't care if it took a year, two years, or 10 years. I knew I was going to get to this point because I was never going to stop. You are now tuning in to the Roughnecks Podcast with your host, Cole Nixon. Much love. I really hope you guys enjoy today's episode. If you do, then be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, then pay a simple cheap fee. All I ask is that you like the episode and then maybe share it with a friend you think would enjoy it as well. Help continue to grow this podcast and share the words of wisdom from all my guests that joined the show with as many people as possible. As always, be sure to grab the bull by the horns and take control of your life. Let's get into this week's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Roughnecks Podcast. This is episode 66. We're getting closer to that episode 70, which, as you guys know now, it will be the second Q&A Friday. Every 10 episodes, 6, 60, 70, 80, all the way through the rest of this podcast will be Q&A Friday. Uh, this Q&A Friday, I have me and a guest will be answering questions with. Um, so if you have any questions, send them over to roughneckspodcast at gmail.com. These questions can be literally about anything. So just shoot them over to that email and you'll probably hear me and my guest that day answer them on episode 70. But joining me today is someone who has made a hell of a name for himself um, so far, and I can guarantee he's not done yet, but he's rejoining the show for after being on back in February for episode 18. But welcome back to the Roughnecks podcast, Carter Franklin. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me back on. Excited to be here. Heck yeah, man. I mean, I, we kind of talked, I think, originally about when you first came on, like, we'll have to do this again in a year because a lot changes, especially what, like, we get out of college and then, you know, a year, every year it's like things just keep building for, I don't even know how many years, but it's crazy how much can change and just not, we, it hasn't even been a year, but a lot's changed for you. I know. I, it feels like so long ago that I was back on the podcast, but it really wasn't too long ago, but this year's been flying by, this season's been flying by, but it's, it's been a fun ride. Oh, I'm sure it goes a lot faster when you uh, are constantly probably having stuff that you have to do. Yeah, no, 100%. I've been definitely busy. I've been working so much. I've been trying to take time to step away from work because I think it's important to to maintain a good work-life balance too. So I'm I'm still like trying to figure out that, but um, no, it's been super fun. Yeah, but like I said, he was on in episode 18, so when that was his first appearance. If you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to that episode first before you listen to this, because you're going to see a big difference in one, this podcast, and two, him. But fill the listeners in, man. Like, who is Carter Franklin now? What have you been up to? Yeah, so right now I'm working for the NFL as a content creator. Um, my exact role, I'm a, I'm a live content correspondent. So essentially my main responsibility for the NFL is I'm out down on the field shooting games and our biggest priority is to capture the biggest plays and the biggest moments and get those recorded and send them out to the league, send them out to the teams right after they happen. So, you know, on Sunday when, when the Browns have a big touchdown, 
we take our card out of our camera, plug it into our phone, and then those are shot out to the Browns, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, everything in real time. So when you're scrolling on your phone during the game, a lot of that footage is coming from the LCC team. Um, and then along with that, we do a lot of content for the, the player socials um, throughout the league. And additionally, with the NFL work, I'm continuing to work with Miles Garrett with the Browns, um, creating content for his social media accounts and launching his YouTube channel. YouTube channel. I did not know that was coming. I didn't know he was uh, in the works of a YouTube channel. But yeah, no, the YouTube channel is up. We got about four or five videos right now. Um, it's been a big learning process for us, um, kind of transitioning into that space. But MGTV is, is up and live. So we'll talk first about your NFL job because you didn't have, I think you were on the verge of that job originally when you had uh, first came on, but you didn't have that then. So what is a typical week like for you with miles and the NFL right now, especially because it's in season. Yeah. So with the NFL, I'm really only working with them two to three days a week. Um, so the days leading up to, to Sunday, um, we're in communications with, um, so I shoot mostly in Cleveland. So I'll be talking with the Browns and whatever the away team is that week. And essentially their social teams will reach out to us with any specific requests they have for the week. So if they have players A, B, and C that they want us to prioritize and get moments of, we'll focus on them. Um, for the most part, it's kind of like we're in a routine now that we're so far into the season, like we know it's expected of us. Um, so Sunday comes around, uh, typical game day for me, I get to the stadium about four hours before kickoff. So for like a 1 PM game, I'll, I'll roll up around 9 AM, um, get to the stadium, get to the media room, get all set up. First thing I do is I'll go up to the top of the stadium and get wide shots, establishing shots of the stadium. Teams will post those the morning before the game, um, head down from there into the tunnel and get ready for player arrivals. Um, so get the guys walking into the stadium with that. It's like fashion's a big thing. So all the guys have got, the, got their game day outfits on. So we're highlighting those moments. Um, from there, it's out to the field for pregame. Um, it's been cool because at the beginning of the season, we weren't allowed on like the playing surface. So we were kind of circling the perimeter of the field, still down there, but not out there. Um, but now it's cool. Like I walk out to the 50 during pregame and like get get right next to the huddles and capture those moments and then from it from there the game pretty much flies by um we're pretty much set up to getting touchdowns is pretty much our our number one priority so for the most part i'm camped in the back of the end zone for for the drives um get those moments send them out in real time during the game and then after the game the day after the game we'll go in and we'll label all of our footage. So like I'll go through all the clips and label it Cleveland Browns, Miles Garrett, strip sack. And then all that content goes into a archiving system for the NFL and for the teams to use at a later date. Um, and additionally to that, we have to track all of our content. So whatever social media, whatever team, whatever account posts our work, and our clips, we have to copy and paste that link. And that also goes into a, a tracker system. That way the league is able to keep track of how successful the creators are and the program as a whole and, and kind of monitor that. Um, so that's the NFL work. 
Um, the rest of the week, I'm pretty much with Miles um, over at his house, like three or four days a week, shooting lifestyle content, um, community events that he's doing, um, any stuff with like any of his brands or partners. Um, so I've been been busy between all that stuff. So you really have a big that your weekends are super busy. You have two or three days where you're just crammed with stuff that you got to get done. Do you have like, I'm assuming you have like a time frame that you have to get it done by. Yeah. Um, with the NFL stuff, everything has to be done pretty much the day or the day after the day after that, um, that the game happens that they definitely want all that content uploaded and tracked, um, right after the game. Um, and then with miles, I mean, everything's pretty much on like a weekly deadline getting out, um, like a hype video for this week. We have a deadline for Friday. Um, everything's super fast paced, especially being down there on the field, but it's a, it's a fun environment to work in. Oh, I bet that up pace can be, and especially that that's gotta be something that's not, it's not like you're just sitting there, you know, it's not boring. That's for sure. <laughs> no, it's not boring. And, you know, part of the reason I, why I love it so much is like, it, it doesn't feel like work. Um, and, and that was one of my biggest things when I graduated college is like, I want to, I want to wake up and go to a job that I look forward to going to every day. And I never wanted to be that person that, that was like, Oh, I have to go to work today. I have to do this. I have to get this done. Like for me, it's like, I get to do this. It's a privilege to be able to do this. So that's the biggest thing for me. And that's really what everybody should strive for in life. Like, cause you hear about how many people who are stuck in jobs that they hate, that they don't like doing, but like, yet they never really do anything to change it you have like when you look for a job like it's not easy to find you're not going to find it right away either but you should find something that you like to do not something that you just have to do exactly yeah and I, I think it's it's like twofold too because a lot of people will see like what I'm doing now and and think that it's been like a relatively easy path to get here um, just graduating college two years ago but and, you know, that's the thing with social media, it's kind of like a highlight reel and people don't always see the things that go on behind the scenes. And for me, it was like, I applied for over a hundred jobs out of college and not many people know that what they see is someone who graduated and went straight to the league. And it, it wasn't like that at all. And it's the, it's all those no's that, that kept me going. And I, I, I still have it on my laptop today, but I kept an ex, uh, a spreadsheet with every single job I applied for. And when a team told me no, I'd mark it in red and use that as motivation to keep going. And for me, it was like, I knew this is where I wanted to get. Um, I didn't care if it took a year, two years or 10 years. I knew I was going to get to this point because I was never going to stop. Exactly. And like you shouldn't or when you look at things, people always forget about the behind the scenes stuff because social media is a killer of that, like you said. And it, it's a highlight reel and nobody sees what you put, like how much time you put in like this stuff. They see the end product. They don't see how many hours you spent editing that video or how much time you, or how much money you put into the camera and all that other stuff and how much how hard you had to work to get to where you are. Yeah, yeah, it's I'm working on a video right now for Friday and it's it's a 58 second video and I, I think I've spent like three or four hours working on it so far. That's what's crazy. And then you start to nitpick everything because like you, you believe you talked in your first episode where you look back at your OU videos where you first started and you're like, those were crap. But we all loved them, like I said. But, and, you know, it's crazy to see a transformation in you from 
looking at your videos on Twitter and Instagram that you used to post to now, like I remember the first Miles Garrett video I saw that you, uh, where he's playing basketball to now, I remember scrolling through Instagram, like you said, seeing something you posted and then seeing it on the NFL account. And I was like, wait, what, <laughs> what is going on here? Yeah, no, it, it's fun. I, I think the biggest thing too, is just trying to level up with every piece of content I put out. Like I want to look at the stuff I'm putting out this season next year and be like, just just see the leaps and bounds that I took as a creator always trying to level up always trying to to get better and never really getting complacent I think you know it it sounds crazy but I feel like I really haven't even done anything as a creator um and I just feel like there's so much more untapped potential and so much more to learn and grow well exactly you're young you still have a lot of room to grow and that's the mindset you got to have like you can't get complacent and think all right I'm doing I'm, I work for the NFL I'm good now like I don't need to continue to improve that's how a lot of people lose their job or just never get better and never get even more recognition that they deserve yeah no 100 percent. so what was the first game that you shot for the NFL um so originally I was the position is basically uh, location-based. So every stadium has a team of about three creators that'll shoot all the all the home teams, all the home games for that team. Um, so when I first accepted the position, I thought I was just going to be shooting Browns home games. Um, because it was my first year, they wanted to send me around a little bit during preseason just to get some reps in and kind of get used to the routine. Um, so the first game I ever shot was um, Pittsburgh played Detroit in Pittsburgh for preseason week one. Um, and that was just like, that was a crazy moment for me, like stepping out, out of the tunnel that first game, just like kind of everything coming full circle. And it's like, it, it was a lot of emotions that game for me because I worked so hard to get to that point. Um so I was in, uh, that was Pittsburgh week one preseason. Um, then week two of preseason, I was in Cleveland for the Browns preseason game. And those two preseason games, I had two shots that were on a level that I, I would have hoped to get clips that good. It's like by the end of the season. And they came in my first two games. Um, one of them was a viral clip uh, with the Browns, just a player celebrating right in front of my camera. And it got like a million views uh, overnight. And a lot of the comments on the clip were like, oh, this looks like a video game. This looks like Madden. Um, so that clip was going everywhere. And my boss reached out to me after that second preseason game. And he was like, this is, this is insane. This is like one of the craziest starts we've seen from any of our LCCs. Um, and after that, he had me come down to Tampa for the, for week one, um, the, the Cowboys played the Bucks down there. So I was down there for the start of the season. Um, it honestly, I, I don't think I could have had a better start to the season than what I had. Um, and honestly, I think all of that is just a testament to me. Like I knew this was the exact position I wanted to be in one day. So for me, I, I followed and had been, you know, in contact with a lot of the creators who were already in the program, consuming their content, picking their brain. Um, so then when it was my time up, I'd already gone through my head thousands of times what this moment was going to look like for me. So from there, it was just being ready for, 
for the moment and get the shot. That's the way to do it too, is to build those connections and like look at the people who are doing what you want to do or doing it better and continue to learn from them because that's how you improve. That's how you get on that level that you want to get on. Yeah, no, I think that's honestly the biggest thing that, that um, young creators will reach out to me and I get a bunch of DMs like asking for advice. And it's just like, when I was in college, I would follow creators who I thought were dope and who I liked their content. And it's been cool to kind of see that come full circle because now I look to my left and right and those are the people I'm co-workers with and, and working alongside. And, you know, to have people that I looked up into in, in the industry now reaching out to me saying like, you know, we, we recognize and acknowledge the work you're doing. It's just like, that to me is the coolest thing um, so far with this season. It gives you that satisfaction that you need to like, you're almost, it gives you that why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, it does. And I, I always knew, like, I always knew I had the talent, um, but to do it on this, on this stage, it's been, I feel like my work is going to a lot, a lot more eyes. And it's, it's like getting that recognition that I originally wasn't before, even though I thought I was good enough. Exactly. So you've been in a handful of different stadiums, which one would you say is your favorite so far? Um, and I've been in, been in Cincy, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Buffalo, and Tampa so far. Buffalo fans are crazy. <laughs> like, I remember, um, I think it was like week three, um, but when they announced their quarterback, Josh Allen, the stadium was so loud that it like physically hurt my ears. Like, that was definitely the loudest stadium. Pitt Pittsburgh fans are pretty crazy. Um, Tampa Bay, they do this thing in the stadium where like one side of the stadium will, will scream Tampa and then they'll go back to the other side and they'll yell Bay and they'll go back and forth. That was pretty cool. Um, as far as my favorite moment in the stadium though was in Cleveland um, when we had our night game this season mm -hmm. and they cut the lights for the players intros. That was the first time they had done that. Um, that was honestly a pretty cool moment, seeing the players run out with all the lights out. All the fans had like their phones and their flashlights in the stands. So that was pretty cool. And I bet that was fun to shoot as well. Like that's something that makes for good content. Yeah, no, 100%. I, I wish we had more night games. We have a <laughs> we have a 4.30 start this week. So it'll kind of be a night game with how dark it gets out now. So what is your favorite game that you have actually been to, like got to experience maybe in like your shots wise or just in the game itself? Um, game itself, I want to say the, the Browns Bears game. Um, Miles had four and a half sacks. And you probably know more Miles stats than the people on SportsCenter and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that game was crazy. Um, after his last sack, he went over to the sideline and he got a standing ovation and the entire, the entire stadium was chanting his name. Um, and I know that was a special moment for him, but to be down there and experience that, I mean, that was a moment where I got goosebumps behind the camera. Um, and then obviously this past week, Miles with the strip sack and then took it back for the touchdown. That was a crazy moment too. Um, the fact that I was in position to shoot that, that's not a spot I'm usually at. Um, I'm usually more downfield, ready for the offense to come. Um, 
but I feel like I'm at a, I'm at a point now where I kind of know miles and his tendencies and I'll know when he'll kind of sit back or, or the downs where he'll try to make a play. Um, so I was getting ready to rotate downfield, but I sat back for one more and then I sewed in on miles and then he made that happen. Um, and then took it, took it to the dog pound and was like celebrating right in front of you. So that, that was a special moment this year too. So I have to ask, not that I'm going to really understand it, but I know if there's any content creators out there that want to know this kind of stuff, I wanted to ask like, what camera or cameras do you use? Yeah. So I have a Sony a seven which is not a crazy camera. I would say, honestly, it's, it's the best camera you could get for the money uh, right now for both photo and video. Um, as far as lenses, I have a 70 to 200 f 2.8 that I use for game action and a 24 to 70, which I don't really use it too much because I don't really have time during the game to be swapping out lenses. Um, so it's a pretty basic setup. Um, I know a lot of creators will like DM me and ask, they'll, they'll like see the shots and ask me what gear I'm using. Um, a lot of the questions I get are like, why don't my videos look like yours or my quality is not as good. And I think a lot of it goes to like understanding the camera settings. Um, and when I first started out, like I would just pick up the camera, turn it on and start shooting without understanding how all these things like frame rate, ISO, aperture, shutter speed, how all these things are going to affect an image. Um, so it can be kind of intimidating at first, but once you dive in and understand those settings, then you'll better know how to manipulate your camera to get the best image possible. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I'm rocking for game day. Is the best way for somebody to learn those settings just to jump in and do it? Or do you have any other like recommendations? Um, I mean, my biggest piece of advice to people when, when they're asking me how to learn is get the reps in. Um, as far as like the technical side of things, look up YouTube. Yep. Like that's, I mean, it's still something I do today. If there's something I don't know, Google it, look up a YouTube video, watch a tutorial. Um, but when I was learning, I would, I was picking up my camera and editing every single day. And if I didn't have a sport to shoot, I would go outside and, and shoot my dog running around the yard or like pull my car out of the garage and like take pictures of that. Just like, just every day with your camera in your hand, you're going to get better. It's, it's like, it's the same with anything in life. If you like, I'll, I compare um, content creating to weightlifting. If you want to squat 300 pounds, there's only one way to do that. And that's to go into the gym every day and get your reps up. You're not going to get your, get your weight up without get, putting the reps in. So it's really the same thing with content. If you do put those reps in, you know, it's only a matter of time till, till those things start falling your way. I like what you said too about like you would just go outside shoot your dog or like your car like that goes to shit like you don't have to have a specific thing to shoot you can literally walk outside and find anything or even in your house whatever it is you know go to the city go wherever and you can find something to shoot just to practice on yeah 100 percent. and you know for me I think it's it's important to kind of center your portfolio around where you want to be so for me I, I knew I wanted to be in football so I tried to shoot a lot of football but you don't necessarily have to do that. Like I know guys in the NBA who weren't shooting basketball. Um, so it, it's really just shooting whatever sport, whatever, whatever concert, whatever event you can, you can get access to. And then 
you know, if you're a good creator, like someone will recognize good content. Um, you know, if you can shoot, if you can shoot a, a NASCAR race pretty good, like odds are you can shoot other things good. Yeah. And all it takes is sometimes that one video or that one picture to help you grow kind of like almost like you, where you got that one video of miles. And then all of a sudden, all of this stuff just continue to pile in. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I always tell people post their work because you never know, never know who's going to see it, never know where it's going to end up. And it's also good for you, like yourself to, to keep track of the things you've posted and to one day look back and, and see how much you've grown. That's something I was also going to ask you is like, so obviously social media is a big tool for you, like it, uh, with the content you shoot and everything and getting recognized. What social media is your favorite to post on and why? Um, I would say Instagram. Instagram has been the biggest for me as far as um, networking. Um, I would say 95% of the jobs like freelance jobs I've had have been from companies or brands seeing my Instagram page and that's just DMing me from there. Mm -hmm. um, definitely Instagram is my favorite. Um, Twitter is super good for networking in the creative space and finding new job opportunities. Um, and then, I mean, TikTok's TikTok, you know, you could, <laughs> you could post anything on there and have it hit the algorithm and blow up. Um, but those are really the, the big three that I try to post on. So I was going to like, which one you have the most interaction probably on Instagram, I'm assuming. Yeah. Instagram for sure. Which one does your content change kind of depending on what you're posting on, or is it kind of just similar the, throughout all the platforms? Yeah. So Instagram's good for Instagram's the best, um, for my videos and photos, honestly, Twitter, I, I don't really post videos on there anymore because Twitter's so strict with their copyright. Mm -hmm. Um, with rights to songs and everything. So I'll, I'll try to stick to, to photo on Twitter. Um, and then for TikTok, I kind of repurpose the videos for Instagram and will like crop it to be, uh, to be vertical for TikTok. Uh, the, the cool thing with TikTok too, is I try to do like some behind the scenes stuff. Um, and those can sometimes be IG reels too. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing too. Like you're starting to see this transition where they're all intertwining because you know, even Twitter has stories now, like everything's okay. certain, they're all picking up from each other and changing their ways to kind of compete with it. They have to in order to compete with another. Yeah. Uh, the, the social space is so evolving. And, you know, even the position I have right now, like this, this position did not exist in, in 2016 when I started college. Um, so even like the whole content creation space, especially in sports, has evolved so much over the past eight years where it's like there's there's a need now more than ever for creators um in the social space and it like it ends that's in every freaking aspect of the world today like not just sports like in any like you can go uh, my brother actually just sent me a job that was for a, a gym and they wanted a video like a content creator to like start like making content for their socials and stuff like it's all over the place for every area of uh life and business and whatever it is yeah i know no op so many opportunities are out there you just gotta you gotta seek them out and find them 100 percent. but you start i want to talk on the miles thing because you guys just like you said you guys got that youtube channel what exactly is the youtube channel um so after last season ended uh and i wasn't shooting football last season because of covid and i didn't have the nfl job so i was just editing uh, stuff for miles and after the season ended 
he asked me to move in with him. So we lived in Texas during the off season. Um, and during our time in Texas was pretty much a lot of documenting um, the off season grind, the workouts he'd been going through, um, some lifestyle stuff. We took a trip to Hawaii, which was really cool. Um, but the YouTube is now, it's, it's essentially like highlighting more of his life off the field, not being a football player. Um, so like there, there's only a few videos up right now, but one of them was like a doggy play date. So he went to a dog park in Cleveland, brought his dog out and like had a bunch of fans come out and bring their dogs and everyone kind of hang out. Um, I'm trying to think of what the other ones are. We did like a, a day in the week uh, life for Steelers week. So it was kind of like his prep and his process, what a, what a week looks like as an NFL player him at home breaking down film. Uh, we did trick-or-treating uh, with some of the kids of the neighborhood. And then this past week, we just shot, he went shopping at a local Meyer in Cleveland. And he met up with some kids from one of the Cleveland hospitals um, and helped out some families who, who needed some help during the holiday season. So it, it, it's just cool like seeing him interact um, in those moments. And Miles is honestly his truest self when he's with kids. Um, so it, it's cool to like be there when he's giving back. And that's kind of a special moment. But the YouTube just highlights all that, all that other stuff that people don't see um, on Sundays. That's the cool thing about what you're doing is you're highlighting because he's genuinely a very good guy. Like he does a lot for the community and always has. And it, you're like highlighting this and showing like what he's really like. And it's cool that you get to see behind the scenes because it makes people appreciate and this isn't anybody's YouTube, you can appreciate, it can either help you or hurt you, but most of the time it's going to help appreciate that person even more about who they really are. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It's definitely, it's, you know, like I said, it's a side of miles that, you know, they see him on Sunday with the, with his helmet and pads on, but that's only a very small part of his life. And he has so many other interests other than football. Has there been a, a little bit of a difficult shift or was it hard like shifting from you know just these short clips little clips to a youtube i don't know how long the videos are but like shifting to a, essentially longer videos yeah it's definitely uh it's definitely different um it's kind of been a learning process for all of us um you know miles included but uh it, it's just another thing where like the more videos we put out um, we know we're building something big. So it's kind of like we have the brick by brick mentality. Every piece of content is going to grow the channel more. Um, and, you know, we're just going to get better as we keep going. But it, it's definitely a, it's a shift from the, the IG stuff where it's like a minute max. Now we're getting into longer form storytelling. Um, we really need to, you know, lock in on what our creative plan is and how we're going to curate those stories for YouTube. What's been the hardest thing to kind of situate through with the youtube from like those short clips um i mean the biggest difference is like managing the content because there's so much more to go through mm -hmm. um as far as like determining what's going to make the final cut so like for the day and like for the steelers week video i was there i think six days that week shooting for like a couple hours a day mm -hmm. so there's literally hours of footage to go through and find the best moments that are then going to make a 12-minute video um so it definitely takes more time on the back end to kind of 
to go in and make those selects and edit them all together to tell the story. Um, that's kind of been the biggest, biggest change from the two. I wanted to say something too. It's funny that you mentioned the doggy play date thing. Cause I brought me back to the dog. I sent you a picture of, I texted you right away. Cause I was putting, I were, I put in pools and we were sitting there putting in a pool for this person. And there was this dog and I was like, man, that dog kind of looks familiar, but like, you know, it's a black German shepherd. It's kind of a common thing. And I was like, Hey, whatever. But they were like, yeah, this was miles Garrett's dog. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> like I got to talking to him, but um, that, that was the funny thing. And then, but that dude is also crazy. He, they they Wade Morrell they put in or they the hours that they put in or the business they have is insane you know they got freaking COVID sniffing dogs that work for Eric Church who they'll literally sniff people's hands as they're walking in and can tell if they have COVID and apparently it's more accurate than the test or something but I don't know the the stuff he has going on I might have to bring him on the podcast but the problem is his IQ is so far above mine that I don't even know if I'd be able to have a conversation with him. But it, it was funny that I was sitting there and I was like, oh, hey, I know I don't know that dog. But like it was because I, I told him, I was like, yeah, I know like a guy that makes the videos for miles. And they're like, Jeremy. And I was like, no, 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 not that guy. The other guy. <laughs> yeah, no, that's funny because literally like the week after you text me that they came over to the house um, because they trained miles dog that he still has Gohan. Um, so that was funny. I told him that. But. Yeah, uh, he he's just like Miles is so he's so busy and and Aloe is just like not he that dog was like tearing up the house, just going to the bathroom everywhere. It was just not not a good mix with Miles' lifestyle. They said that dog was one of the he was Wade loves that dog apparently because he's like I you know put him through the course and he goes normally dogs run around things to get to things he's like this dog was running through things he's definitely you can tell because they let him out on the back deck and he'd be up there and he wouldn't stop moving it's just back and forth the entire time yeah no those dogs are like so well trained too it's it's actually crazy yeah they I will give them credit they do a, a heck of a job with what they got going on yeah but so you, I wanted to talk to a little bit about the whole Halloween thing with Miles because you guys had a lot going on with that. I and, mean, you know, you guys had his yard set up with the uh, graveyard of the quarterbacks, every quarterback that he sacked and the jacket and everything. What was that like? Did you like how much did you have in that say so? Um, so Halloween was kind of a, a mess in regards to that. <laughs> um, so we initially had planned to we knew the graveyard was going to go up. And we were going to release it in the Halloween YouTube video, but um, someone ended up taking pictures of the house and leaked it to TMZ. We think it was one of the UPS delivery guys. Um, so that was really a mess. It got out a way before we had planned. Um, there were a lot of security issues with like random people showing up to the house, which is you never want to have that, no. um, but it it's all good now. But and ended up going in the YouTube video. But yeah, Halloween was a was a kind of a mess with all that. <laughs> How much fun was that to shoot though? Compared, like, because it's do you have more fun shooting games or kind of doing this stuff with Miles? I guess. Um, I mean, I, I love them both just as much. I mean, they're they're different. Game days are so so intense and you got to be locked in for those and you know being with miles is kind of more more laid back with with some of the things we do um but i love them both just as much it almost gives you that little bit of a balance too where you can you're stepping away from work yeah you're still working but it's a different type of work 
Yeah, no, for sure. Game uh, game days can are so fast paced and a lot of times stressful, but um, you know, it's just, I mean, it takes me back to like when I was, I'm glad I played, played a sport in college because, you know, being an athlete, you kind of have some like a similar mindset. Like when I drive to the stadium, I'll, I like lock in and listen to music as I'm going to play the game. Like you gotta, like, you gotta bring some sort of intensity to do this job because you can't just show up and go through the motions. Yeah. So you, you said there's three or four of you usually at a game. Yeah. So is there ever a time though, where a shot does get missed? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, we, uh, because there's three of us, we, we always try and do a good job of like splitting the field. So one of us will be on one side of the end zone, split the other. Um, I think there's only one, one touchdown that we've missed this year. And it was, I was in Cincinnati when they played the Packers and Cincinnati scored so we go over to the sideline to send the clip and before we could even send out the footage from for the Cincinnati touchdown we hear the crowd going crazy and we turn around and Green Bay just scored on like literally <laughs> the first snap of that drive so there'll be like situations like that where there's really not much we can do um, but we're really good about you know making sure we're all in the right spots to get the shot we need you guys almost have your own zones in a way. And you guys kind of, I feel like you guys kind of feed off of each other. Like, all right, this person's shifting this way. It's not like you almost like are on a rope in a way. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of like, you know, you have the same, same three of you all season. So you kind of get, get a feel for like where the other person is going to be. Um, and like, I mean, you split the field and kind of mirror each other. So all sections are, are kind of covered because, you know, every play is not going to come my way. Some of them are going to go to the other mm -hmm. side. And there's nothing I can do there. What what my job is when it comes to comes my way, you know, it's it's my responsibility to get that shot. Did that take some getting used to though, like working with them and where they're located to where you got to be located? Yeah, I mean, it was it's definitely different because I mean, prior to the NFL, like when I was at OWU, I was the only person shooting. Mm -hmm. um, so it it is kind of nice knowing that if something doesn't go my way, someone is going to capture it. Where before it's like. I can't do anything about exactly. it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely nice working with other people um, in that sense. So one of the final questions I want to ask you about the content creation side of things is what are your goals going forward? Cause you got, I know you probably have them in your mind. What are your goals? Like, what do you want in your future? Um, man, I mean, my biggest thing is I just want to keep leveling up. I just want to keep improving with every piece I put out. Um, I want to, you know, find that happiness, um, that peace of mind, knowing that whatever I'm doing is exactly what I'm meant to do and kind of find that peace. Um, as far as where I'm going to be, um, I have no idea. And <laughs> I'm kind of like, I'm so go with the flow now where like, I know I'm on the right path right now, what I'm doing and, you know, everything will happen, you know, as it's supposed to, um, but, you know, keep keep my head down and, and keep putting in the work, keep getting those reps. And that's kind of kind of the mindset. And like you said, everything keeps evolving. And, you know, when you got in college, this the job you have now didn't even exist. So you never know what actually might be out there in four or five years. It could be completely different. Nobody really knows. Yeah, no, exactly. And I know, like, this isn't the end all be all. So I'm excited to keep um, keep growing and keep on this path. But, you know, we'll see we're, we'll see where life takes me. I also just, it just popped into my head. I remembered 
you made your uh 2020 sports clip or 20 i don't remember what it was the sports clips i think it was 2020 and you mm-hmm. used a little snippet of the from the first time you were on this podcast i don't care if anyone else believes in me because i believe in myself and i think once you get in that mindset there's no stopping you. I remember that because I was sitting there listening and I like, it didn't hit me at first, but the more I kept listening, I was like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I wanted to say thank you for that. I appreciate, you know, yeah. even though it was your voice, I still appreciate you using the content from mine to yeah, help sure. on yours. But the final question that I ask all of my guests before we get into the best segment of the podcast, and I don't think I asked you this the first time you were on. I don't think it was something that I implemented yet, but one of my favorite questions to ask is if you could go back in time and tell your 16 year old self one thing, what would it be? Wow. That's a, that's a great question. I think, (laughs) I I think I would tell myself to live in the moment and enjoy, enjoy where I'm at with the process. I think it's easy to get caught up of the end goal. um, You know, having this vision of where you want to be in in a year in two years and becoming so laser focused on that that time goes by and you eventually do get to that point and then you're sitting in a spot that you used to look forward to and now it's like now what so just being in the present moment and recognizing the fact that right now where you're at you today is where you used to want to be um, in the past. So just be present, trust the process and, you know, keep working. It's all going to work out. Believe in yourself. The funny thing is like you say this, and this happens all the time on the podcast. It's a reoccurring theme. Like a lot of people say something similar, maybe not in this segment, but like, and throughout the episodes. And it, it's one of those that I keep pointing out when they, like, I hear it again, because I want people to realize, like, if you're hearing this multiple times, there's a reason for it. Like a lot of people forget to live in the moment. And I've brought up the story of me, my senior year, you know, that one game that I finally like just sat there and like, just took it in. And you get that feeling too. Like when you actually sit back for a second and take in the moment that you're in, it's, you you feel like this joy and this awesome, incredible feeling that, you won't you you won't forget that memory you won't forget what happened yeah no every game I shoot now I try and take some time to step back for a play maybe in a timeout and kind of look up into the stands and look around the stadium and just remind myself of how lucky and grateful I am to be in this position um you know because everything's moving so fast in life it's important to to take those moments and be present and kind of kind of recognize and give yourself credit for what you've done and what you've been through to get to those moments. Exactly. We live in such a fast paced world anymore. That's a lot of people that I think that's why a lot of people say it is that we forget to slow down sometimes and take, take what is happening in. Yeah. hundred percent. I think like a part of it too, is, you know, you say the things I'm saying are a reoccurring theme. And I think that's because I feel like what a lot of people fail to recognize is that you're in control of your own life and it's easy to fall into like the system that society has kind of made us think is what is right is which is you know you graduate college you have to get a job right away you have to have your life figured out you have to you, you know settle down by this age you have to move out of home right after graduation like all these things you know it's not how it is and everyone's path is different and 
you can do whatever you want in life and it, it, it's really up to you. And that's something, you know, I, I tell people all the time, you can literally do whatever you want. Um, if you, if Cole wanted to become a content creator in the NFL, Cole could do it, mm-hmm. but he's going to put it, he's going to have to put in the work. You put in the work, you could do it. I, I, I firmly believe that you could really do whatever you want. Um, it's just, if you're going to put in the work, are you going to be the hardest worker? Um, so that's like, that's what it's all about. Exactly. If you want something, you have to go, like you have to put in the work. That's where a lot of people sometimes fall short. Like, yeah, I, I put in some work. You didn't put in enough. Like some people have to put in more work than others. And depending on what you want to do, you might have to put in more work than you really want to. But if you really want what you, your end goal, then you have to put in that work. And, you know, something that you said too, like everybody, like this is how it's supposed to be. Like I work, I graduated with a four-year degree have a degree and I work a blue collar job, not necessarily using that job or that degree. And sometimes people ask me like, why are you doing? And I'm like, you know what? I had a job right out of college and it, it, I shouldn't have to actually answer that question though. When you look at it, because you can do what you want to do. And my boss says all the time too, he goes, I have people ask me why I own a company doing, putting in pools. And he's like, it blows my mind why people ask me that first off. And he's like, but it's like one of those, like, who are you to tell me what I can and can't do? At the end of the day, the only person who can control your life is yourself. You can let others control your life, but you shouldn't. That's not the way to do it. And it kind of goes hand in hand with the um, slogan of this podcast, which is grab the bull by the horns. And it's the whole idea of, you know, life is hard and it's going to knock us down. And the bull is life and we're the bull rider. It's going to knock us down. It's, It's bound to happen. But you can't lay there and let it walk all over. You have to get up, grab the bull by the horns and take control of your life. And the only person that can do that is yourself. 100%. And everything in life that is worth having will not come easy. Oh, I can promise you that yeah, too. No, I, uh, I agree 100% on that. But this leads us into the best segment of the podcast, which is Motivation Monday. Motivation Monday is the point in the episode where I love a guest to give the Roughnecks listeners a little inspirational bump to set the tone for their week as they listen on Monday morning. So what does Carter Franklin have for his second Motivation Monday? One thing I saw recently that really uh, put a different perspective um, on work and for life for me was, um, I'll ask you this question, Cole. Um, If I gave you $10 million today, but you you're not waking up tomorrow your life is over after i hand you the money are you taking it i don't know i mean maybe maybe yeah probably because like i want to go do a bunch of stuff but at the same time like you look at it in a sense where you could like do i want to go spend all this money and do all this stuff or do i just want to take my final day in that's that's a tough question it is a tough question. And for me, I kind of thought about it. And for me, the answer is no. Like that money is not worth my life being over tomorrow because I have so many things that I still want to do. I got, if I died today, I feel like my life would not be fulfilled. I have so much more potential and so many more opportunities and places to go and people to meet. And so because I said no, that makes me waking up tomorrow worth more than $10 million. And the same for the day after that, and the same for the day after that. So it's like, 
you know, just being able to wake up in the morning um, and, and chase your dreams and pursue the things you want to do in life and, and go to work and be with the people uh, you're surrounded with who you love, like, that's worth more than any amount of money to me. Um, so I think it's easy to get caught up in like our daily routines. But, um, you know, just just take a step back and, and realize how, how grateful and fortunate you are to kind of be in a position to go to work because a lot of people don't get to do that. And a lot of people are going to do it for the last time tomorrow um, when they didn't know it was coming. Exactly. And it's, you look at it too, you should be grateful every single day that you wake up because how many people do you hear about? Like you hear the stories all the time. People go to sleep, never wake back up. And that's just the end. And we should be grateful every single day for every single day that we have. Because we all have a clock and it's all it's always ticking. We never know what's gonna end, but you should almost live every day too. Like it is your last day. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Always be in that, be in the present moment for sure. Back to that whole present moment thing. It, it's yeah. a reoccurring, that's the thing. When you look at it, it is something that is super important. It seems so cliche and so like such a little thing, but at the end of the day, when you really take a step back and look at it, it is a very big thing to live in the moment, live in the present and just take in what's going on. Yeah. Give yourself credit too. I think a lot of times we're hard on ourselves um, because, you know, maybe we're not where we want to be um, at, at this present time, but like take that time to look back, step back and reflect about how far you've come, all the things you've done in the process. Yeah. I, that's funny that you say that too. Cause just yesterday I was told, not trying to like boast myself or anything. Somebody told me like, you know, you're further, like you're pretty far along for a 23 year old. And I literally looked at him and I was like, it sure as hell doesn't feel like it. Like, I don't feel like I'm anywhere. And then, but it also, then you kind of take a step back and like, just think about where you are. And it's like, Oh, maybe I, cause we don't give, we all, we are going to be the, always going to be the biggest uh, critics on ourselves, but sometimes you have to, you know, let up on yourself a little bit and give yourself that credit that you deserve. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I, I strongly believe we're always our, our biggest critics. And, you know, I, I'm the same way when I look at my work, um, just being hard on myself, but, you know, give yourself credit. You know, we're all, we're all out here day by day trying to figure it out. It might look like we haven't figured out, but trust you, trust we don't. We're all just trying to make it happen. Exactly. And I, I, I'm a hundred percent the same way when it comes like looking at, you know, recording an episode, I'm like, man, I, I didn't really like that episode. And then I'll get texts like the next week, like, oh, that was a sweet episode. I'm like, oh, and I'm sure the same thing happens with you with your videos too. Yeah. I mean, hey, that, that's why it's always important to post your work. Cause like, even if you make something, you record something that you don't think is good. Like there's one person out there, there's at least one person out there who it's going to make an impact on. And as long as there's that one person, that's all that matters. Exactly. All you need is that one person to believe in you as long as you believe in yourself and you'll get somewhere. Yep. There it but is. With that, that's a wrap on the 66th episode of the Roughnecks podcast. Appreciate you coming back on. We might have to make this just a yearly thing now since you've uh, came back on. Who knows what's going to happen to you in a year? Hey, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Give me the call. We'll run it back. Number three. <laughs> so, but where can people follow you on social media and see your content? Yeah, it's just C Frank Films on IG, Twitter, TikTok. Hit me up, shoot me a follow, DM me with any questions you got. I'm always trying to be good about responding to everyone's messages, giving advice where I can and, and trying to help out, give back to those, those young creatives who were one day in a position where I was trying to figure things out. And that's the thing that I also want to say, you never know until you ask. 
And I'm sure it's the same with you. Like you never knew what was going to happen until you went and shot. Like you have to go and do it. Like if you have a question for somebody or you want to start something or I do it all the time with the podcast, I message people who I never think will be on this podcast, but I still try because you never know what's going to happen. Yep. Yeah. No, put yourself out there. A lot of people won't respond, but some will. And that's all that matters. So I got one more question for you and it's something brand new. I'm starting that I'm going to do on every episode. Since since we started Q and a Friday where every 10 episodes, me and somebody are going to sit here and answer questions that other people have asked. I want to ask all my guests. Now they have to give one question for Q and a Friday. So what question do you got for Q and a Friday? I actually might steal the uh, $10 million one too, as well. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, it's just a question in general for the guests. It could be literally anything. Hmm. Um, okay. What you're doing right now, did you see yourself doing this five years ago? Um, and why or why not? All right. I like that. That's going to be a good one because I know the guest is coming on and that's going to be a great one for him as well. But Go follow him on social media. You'll probably see his videos on ESPN Sports Center, Miles account, and you know all the NFL accounts, all that kind of stuff too. But um, that's all for this week. Unfortunately, the next week is the last episode of the year, and unfortunately, the guest that I had lined up, the big guest that I somewhat mentioned, didn't happen. We will have him on. We're going to reschedule and get him in 2022. But um, I do have another big announcement to make after that failure of announcement. But Coming soon, I won't give a date yet because I'm not entirely sure. sure. I, if you haven't noticed, or if you have noticed, I haven't done any sales for merch. I do have a website that is in the works and it will be launching in 2022, very soon in 2022. But I'll have a for sure date probably next week. So if you guys want to know that date, tune in next week. But until next week, you guys know the deal. Life is hard and it's going to knock you down just like a bull does to a bull rider. Don't let the bull of life walk all over you. Get up. Grab the bull by the horns and take control of your life. Roughnecks out. Thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode of the Roughnecks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, then do a couple things for me if you would. Subscribe, rate, and review so you don't miss any of our future episodes. Then share this episode with a friend so that we can continue to spread this podcast and share my guest stories and advice. You guys know the deal though. Until next time, be sure to grab the bull by the horns and take control of your life. Roughnecks out.